0: Welcome to Zechudav Siman, Ram Goldar, and today we're to talk Be'a Daf Gimel, the first parik, Be'a Shinolda So the three topics we're going to focus on, number one, the Gimel brings two more explanations for the Mishnah, wine egg laid on Yantiv is prohibited. Rabbi Yosef said, Gezer Mishum Peres Hanoshim, it's a Gezerah, because it resembles fruit that falls from a tree on Yantiv, which is prohibited by a decree, lest one actually climb a tree and pick a fruit. The more clarifies it clarifies that the case of the egg is subsumed into the gezerah of fallen fruit. Rush explains that Basil's ruling does not represent a separate gezerah intended to safeguard the gezerah on fallen fruits. Rather, since the egg is a type of fruit that drops when ripe from its place of nurturing, it's subsumed into the decree on fallen fruits, even though harvesting eggs doesn't involve the malach of kotzer reaping. Rabbi Yitzhak said, "Gezer mishum mashkin shazavu. The egg laid on yantiv is prohibited because it resembles juice that flowed on yantiv, which is prohibited because it might lead one to actually squeeze the fruits on yantiv and turn's grass the molach of dash, threshing. Here, too, the case of the egg was subsumed in the original gazera, since an egg resembles the juice in that it issued from a place where it had been absorbed. Point number two. The G'mon asks why Reb Yosef did not explain the Mishnah like Rav Yitzchak, and answers that Reb Yosef would say, Beetz ha'uchel <laughs> mashkin an egg is a food, and fruits are foods, in contrast to juice, which is not a food, but a liquid. They were asked why Rabbi Yitzhak did not explain the mission like Rabbi Yosef answers, that Rabbi Yitzhak would say, bluia, umashkin bluia, umashkin bluia, umashkin paris to migul "...an egg is absorbed in the hen and issues forth, and juice is absorbed in its peel and issues forth, in contrast to fruits..." which are already exposed even before they become detached from their place of growth. Point with the Gemara challenges the interpretations of Rav some of Yitzchak based on the following b'risa, which states, concerning an egg that was laid on Shabbos Yontav, we may not move it, neither to cover the mouth of a kli, nor to support the legs of a bed with it. However, one may invert a kli over the egg so that it shouldn't break, asura. and in the case of doubt, the egg is prohibited. Rashi explains that the Gemara assumes that the b'risa means that there's a suffolk when the egg was laid, whether on Yontav or or before. Now, the Gemara says that well, it's understandable according to Rabbah, who said that the egg was prohibited due to Hachana, it's a suffolk, deraisa, Raisa. But kol the Risa, and all suffolk, the would we go But according to Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Yitzchak, who prohibited the egg because of a Gezerah, why should the suffix be Aser? Since kol suffolk, the Rabbanan, Every suffolk, the Rabbanin, is lakula after considerable analysis, the Gemara will bring Ravashi on Dav Dala to who explains that the egg is forbidden because it is a davr matirin, an item that will become permitted, meaning after Yantiv, and any item that will become permitted, even if it's now prohibited, but the cannot become nullified in a mixture. And Rashi explains that just as we are machmir in a mixture, we're also machmir in the case of Safek. So once again, the three points are number one. The G'more brings two more explanations for the Mishnah on why an egg laid on Yantiv is prohibited. Rev. Yosef said, It's a gezerah, because it resembles fruit that falls from a tree on Yantiv, which is prohibited by a decree, less one actually climb a tree and pick a fruit. The Gemara clarifies that the case of the egg is subsumed in the gezerah of fallen fruit. Rush explains that Basil's ruling does not represent a separate gazera intended to safeguard the gezerah of fallen fruits. Rather, since the egg is a type of fruit that drops when ripe from its place of nurturing, it's subsumed in the decree on fallen fruits, even though harvesting eggs doesn't involve the malach of kozir reaping. Rabbi Yitzhak said, The egg laid on Yantiv is prohibited because it resembles juice that float on Yantiv, which is prohibited because it might lead one to actually squeeze the fruits on Yantiv and transgress the molachav dash, threshing. Here, too, the case of the egg was subsumed in the original gazera, since an egg resembles the juice in that it issued from a place where it had been absorbed. Pointing to the question why Rav Yosef did not explain the mission like Rabbi Yitzchak and answers, the Rav Yosef would say, de An egg is a food, and fruits are foods, in contrast to juice, which is not a food, but a liquid you going why Rabbi Yitzhak did not explain the Mishnah like Rabbi Yosef answers. That Rabbi Yitzhak would say, B'yitzah bluyin mashkin bluyin lafuki peros demigul v'chaimu. An egg is absorbed in the hen, and issues forth, and juice is absorbed in its peel, and issues forth, in contrast to fruits, which are already exposed even before they become detached from their place of growth. And point number three, the Gemara challenges the interpretations of Rav Yosef and Rabbi Yitzchak based on the following brace, which states, concerning an egg that was laid on Shabbos Yantiv, we may not move it, neither to cover the mouth of a klee, nor to support the legs of a bed with it. However, one may invert a klee over the egg, so that it should not break, whose fake asura, and in a case of doubt, the egg is prohibited. Rush explains that the Gemara assumes that the brysa means that there is a suffolk when the egg was laid, whether on Yantav or before. The Gemara says that while it's understandable according to Rub who said that the egg was prohibited due to Hachana, it's a suffolk to Raysa, and all suffolk to we go to Chumre. But according to Reb Yosef and Rabbi Yitzchak, who prohibited the egg because of a Gezerah, why should the suffolk be user? Since kol safik der Rabbanin l'akula. Every safik der Rabbanin is l'akula. After considerable analysis, the Gemara will bring Ravashi on Dav Dalat Ahmad who explains that the egg is forbidden because it's a davrishyeh matirin, an item that will become permitted after yontiv. V'kol davrishyeh shumatirin the medir Rabbanin And any item that will become permitted, even if it's now permitted medir cannot become nullified in a mixture. Rashi explains that just as we are makmir in a mixture, we're also makmir in a case of safik. All right, so now we go to our Simberdav Gimel, and our standard simon is a gamal, a camel. So here goes. The camel rider trying to dodge fruit falling from a tree and stepping in puddles of flowing juice suddenly noticed an egg on the road labeled half food, half fruit, and was a suffolk whether it had been laid on Yantin. Once again, it's emotion. motion. The camel rider, camel rider, that must be more dov Gimel, gamal. The camel rider trying to dodge fruit, falling from a tree, and stepping in puddles of flowing juice. Which reminds me more brings two more explanations for the Mishnah on why an on is prohibited. Rav Yosef said, "Gazer mishum is a notion. It's a because it resembles fruit that falls from a tree on Yantiv, which is prohibited by a decree, less one actually climb a tree. And pick a fruit, and Rabbi Yitzchak said, Gizer Mushumashkin Shazavu. The egg laid on Yantiv is prohibited because it resembles juice that flowed on Yantiv, which is prohibited because it might lead one to actually squeeze the fruits on Yantiv and transgress the Malach of Dash, threshing. So the camel rider trying to dodge fruit falling from a tree and stepping in puddles of flowing juice suddenly knows an egg on the road labeled half food, half fruit. Which reminds us, Gamera asks why Rabbi Yosef didn't explain the Mishnah like Rabbi Yitzhak and answers, the Rabbi Yitzhak would say, an egg is food and fruits are food, in contrast to juice, which is not a food but a liquid. Gamera asks why Rabbi Yitzhak did not explain the Mishnah like Rabbi Yosef, and answers, the Rabbi Yitzhak would say, an egg is absorbed in the hand and issues forth and juice is absorbed in its peel and issues forth, in contrast to fruits, which are already exposed even before they become detached from their place of growth. So the camel rider trying to dodge fruit falling from a tree and stepping in puddles of flowing juice suddenly noticed an egg on the road labeled half food, half fruit and was a suffolk whether it had been laid on Yuntiv. Which reminds the Gomorrahs, why is an egg that was a suffolk whether it was laid on Yantiv usher according to Rev. Yosef and Rabbi Yitzhak? Why should the safek be usr, since kol called suffix the rabbanin lakula. Every suffix the rabbanin is lakula. After considerable analysis, more brings Ravashi and Dav, who explains that the egg is forbidden because it is a daver matirin, an item that will become permitted, meaning after Yuntiv, but called daver matirin, afil but the rabbanin lo And any item that will become permitted, even if it's now prohibited in the rabbanin, cannot become nullified in a mixture. Rush explains that just as we're machmir in a mixture, we're also machmir in the case of a safek. So once again, the camel rider trying to dodge fruit falling from a tree and stepping in puddles of flowing juice suddenly noticed an egg on the road labeled half food, half fruit and was a suffolk whether it had been laid on Yantiv. All right, now it's time for a four-blot-back hazara. Daf Nundal, so the simmer Daf Nundal, is noodles. So here goes. The noodle-loving king, noodle-loving king, that must be one of noodles. The noodle-loving king who required his subjects to blow trumpets three times on the tenth step when they offered him noodles, which reminds us, the more points out that the Mishnah on Nun gimel Amin Beis, the 48 blasts that took place every Shabbos during the Chag, mentions three blasts that took place by the Mizbeach, whereas the Mishnah on Duff Nun mentions the three blasts that were sounded when the trumpeters reached the 10th step. The more explains that this Mishnah is Rabbi Yosef and Yaakov who holds that since the blowing was done at the gates, what relevance is there to blow in the 10th step? Therefore the Mizbeach is adip, is preferable, and the previous Mishnah is Rabban who holds that since the blowing was for the water drawing, the 10th step is related to that, whereas the Mizbeach is not. So the noodle-loving king who required his subjects to blow trumpets three times on the 10th step when they offered him noodles, and then blow nine times again for each additional offering, which reminds us, Rabbi Akbar brings a brise and a pasuk which he uses to base his ruling that nine blasts of the trumpets are done for each separate musab. The moral brings several challenges to this ruling attempting to show that on certain days it would result in more than the 48 maximum soundings of the Chetzrozroz mentioned in the Mishnah. So the noodle-loving king who required his subjects to blow trumpets three times on the 10th step when they offered him noodles and then blow nine times again for each additional offering changed the fast day schedule so he would never have to abstain from noodles on a Sunday. Which reminds us, the Gemara explains that when the first day of Sukkot is scheduled to fall on Erev Shabbos, we postpone it one day until Shabbos, since if the first day of Sukkot falls out on Er Shabbos, then Yom Kippur would have been on the previous Sunday, in order to prevent that from happening... We add a day to Elul in order to postpone it one day. Rush explains that it's not desirable for Yom Kippur to fall Shabbos since anyone dying on Shabbos would remain unburied for two days until after Yom Kippur. And furthermore, any vegetables that one prepares to eat after Yom Kippur will have to be picked two days earlier on Friday and will wilt by the time they are needed. The Gemara will bring the opinion of others who do not hold of adjusting the calendar to prevent Yom Kippur from falling on a Sunday. Dafnun Hay. So the simmer Daphnin Hay is a speed limit sign of 55. So here goes the proud crossing guard holding the speed limit side speed limit sign that must be one of nun hey the proud crossing guard holding the speed limit sign, who would blow one long note on his whistle until all the additional animals crossed the road. Which reminds us that after the more successful refutes the ruling of Rabbi Yachim who taught that a separate set of trumpet blasts are blown for each Musav offering, it asks how to understand the bris and the Pus'ik that Rabbi Yachim brought as a source for his teaching. Ravina said, "Lomar The Bryce and the Pus'ik mean only that the blasts are lengthened, not that they are repeated. The rabbin of said in the rabbi acha lomer shemarbi betoken the bryson means to say that when there is more than one Musaf, we increase the number of trumpeters but not the number of trumpet blasts. So the proud crossing guard holding the speed limit sign who would blow one long note on his whistle until all the additional animals crossed the road gave up when he saw 70 bulls head toward him, which reminds us, which reminds us that the 70 bulls that are brought in Sukkot correspond to the Shivim Umos, the 70 nations, and they provide Kippur for them in order that rain may fall throughout the world. The single bull of Zeris is connected Umel Yechidah. It corresponds to the singular nation of Israel. This can be compared to a king of flesh and blood who said to his servants to prepare for him a big banquet. When the final day of the banquet came, he said to his beloved companion, Asli Sudukatana Kadesha prepare for me a small meal so they may enjoy your company. Rush explains that it is as if to say that I derive pleasure from your company alone. So the proud crossing guard holding the speed limit sign, who would blow one long note on his whistle until all the additional animals crossed the road gave up when he saw 70 bulls head toward him, guided by 24 ranchers who like to share meat equally on their holidays. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states that during three periods of the year referring to the regalim, all 24 Mishmaros were equal in the sharing of the Emurim of the regalim and in the division of the Lachimapanim. It was taught in a Brights of the Torah states, Ubaba and he comes with all the desire of his soul and he shall serve. This teaches that a cone may offer kabonis even if it's not the week of his watch. To dispel the notion that this is even on other days of the year other than the regalim, Going. The Torah states from one of your cities. I've only said all moshmarz are equal when they enter one gate, which is the time of their gone. During all other times, only Kohani of that week's watch are entitled to offer the kapparos. Dafnun vav said the similar daf vav is the shusher and shul going nu 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 nu. So here goes the shusher in the sukkah shusher that must be more on daf nun vav nu, nu. The shusher and the sukkah shushed everyone down so they could hear the shachianut before the reshah basukah, uh, which reminds us of the machoks regarding which takes precedence. The barach and the sukkah or the shachian rab says that one recites the reshah basuk because he holds chiyiv ad The obligation of the day takes precedence. Whereas Rabbi Baruchanis said that one recites the shachianut first because he holds tadiv shenu tadir Tader kodem when that which is frequent conflicts with that which is not frequent, that which is frequent takes precedence. The war attempts to connect this malchokas of the malchokas, regarding which comes first when reciting Kiddush on Shabbos, the barach on the one and the barach on the day, but concludes that they're not necessarily the same malchokas. So the shusher and the sukkah Shush everyone down, so they could hear the shachianu before the reshobah sukkah, and insisted on getting one extra roll for closing the sukkah door, which reminds us, the final mission of the that brings the close regarding the division on the Lechem Upanim the rest of the year. The Tanakamah holds that the incoming Mishmar and the outgoing Mishmar split the Lechem Upanim equally, with each one receiving six loaves. Rabbi Yudah holds that the incoming Mishmar receives seven loaves and the outgoing Mishmar receives five loaves. According to Rabbi Yehuda, the two loaves are granted as schar hagafas glasos, as compensation for the closing of the temple gates in the evening, meaning that those who open the gates in the morning should have had the duty to complete the job and close them at night, since the incoming Mishmar is doing the work of the outgoing Mishmar it behooves the outgoing Mishmar to give one of their loaves in payment. So the Shusher in the sukkah who shushed everyone down so they could hear the shechianu before the reshe basukah and insisted on getting one extra roll for closing the sukkah door was horrified when his little son told all the guests that people should stand in the presence of a Shusher. Which reminds us, two reasons are given as to why the Mishmar of Bilge was penalized and that it always divided the Lechem in the south. Its specific ring that was used to shack the carbon during its watch was sealed, so they had to use another Mishmar's ring, and a specific alcove to deposit the knives was sealed. It was either due to an incident involving Miriam Bas Bilga, a daughter of one of its members who became an apostate, or it was because the Mishmar was tardy in coming to the base of Migdash when it was their week to serve. The Gemara asks on the first reason: If it's fair that the entire family be penalized over one daughter's action? And by answers that it is, as people say, Shusid the utterance oda avu The utterances of a child in public express the views of either his father or mother. When the Gemara persists, and that's why the whole mishmar should be penalized. By answers, oila rasha Woe to the wicked one, and woe to his neighbor. The Gemara concludes: Conversely, tov It will be good for the tzadik and good for his neighbor. Daf Beis. So the simmer Daf Beis is a house. So here it goes. The kids were jumping for joy all over the house. House. That must mean one Daf base. The kids were jumping for joy all over the house when they discovered that their hen laid an egg on Yantiv, which reminds the opening mission in the Messech of the States. Concerning egg that was laid in Yantiv, Bessim say, it may be eaten on Yantiv, and Basil say, it may not be eaten. The what type of hen are we dealing with? Rabbi Nachman said that the Mishnah refers to a hen that was that was designated to produce eggs, and the one who subscribes to a broad application of the laws of Muxa, referring to Rabbi Yehuda, subscribes to also the prohibition of Nolad, while the one who rejects a broad application of Muxa laws, referring to Rabbi Shimon, also rejects the prohibition of Nolad. Be Shamai permit one to eat the egg, because they hold like Rabbi Shimon, who does not hold of Nolad, whereas Be forbid it, because they hold like Rabbi who does hold of Nolad. So the kids were jumping for joy all over the house when they discovered that their hen laid an egg on Yante, were dismayed when they were told by an anonymous rabbi who was more Mahmran which reminds the Gemara asks why Rebi who formulate the Stam nice formulate those in Shabbos more leniently, like Rabbi Shimon, whereas those regarding Yantiv formulate according to the more stringent view of Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara answers regarding Shabbos whose laws are more restrictive, and so people will not come to treat it disrespectfully. Rebbi formulate a Stam Mishnah according to Rabbi Shimon, who is more lenient. However, regarding Yantav, whose laws are somewhat more liberal, and so people will come to treat it disrespectfully. Rebbi formulate a Stam Mishnah according to Rabbi Yehuda, who is more stringent. So the kids who were jumping for joy all over the house when they discovered that they're Hen laid an egg on Yantav were dismayed when they were told by an anonymous rabbi, who was more machmy on Yantev, that it was forbidden to eat, since it had been prepared the day before on Shabbos. Which reminds us, Rabbi's explanation of the Mishnah is that we're actually dealing with a Tarnagolus or Medus a hen that was designated for consumption and is therefore not Muksa. And we're discussing a case of an egg that was laid on Yantav that fell after Shabbos. And Basila prohibits its consumption, Mishum because of the principle of preparation. For Rabbi holds that any egg laid today became fully formed inside the hen yesterday. And Rabbi follows his own reasoning, for he said, that which is written by Yabba Yomashishibe Hino Be'echinua it will be on the sixth day that they shall prepare the man which they bring, which teaches us that a weekday prepares for Shabbos and a weekday prepares for Yantav, but Yantav cannot prepare for Shabbos, nor can Shabbos prepare for Yantav. Basil therefore prohibit an Eglad on Yantiv since this preparation occurred on Shabbos. Alright, so that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Yivram a great day and great learning.